So today I'm gonna to share with you one of my favorite tools. This is a tool that I teach to my executive teams when I'm doing executive team development and offsites and trainings. And it's really useful regardless of if you are an executive or even in a formal people manager leadership position. This is a useful tool to apply in all areas of your life. It's a framework, it's a way of understanding the who behind who will do what by when, which is the keystone of a clear, clean agreement. You are allowed to be whole. Allowed. When you were born, you were whole. Perfect. Then somewhere along the way, you learned that parts of you were not allowed here. What are the pieces of you that you've put into the basement? The parts of you that we cannot see anymore or that you cannot even remember? And how can you reclaim the wholeness that is your birthright? I'm Dr. Camille Joyce, and I'm here to join you in exploring these questions and many more you didn't even know you were allowed to ask. You are allowed to grow. You are allowed to dream. You are allowed to be exactly who you are and to become the next version of who you want to be. Start your journey of exploration with me right now on Allowed. Welcome to Allowed. I'm your host, Keneal Joyce. Thanks so much for showing up today, whether you're listening or watching our videos. Um, it's great always for you to take this time for yourself. I really, really do appreciate you treating your own gifts and your own value as something to be invested in and nurtured. And you taking the time to do things like listening to this podcast and you know doing your practices, whatever they are for you, that makes a direct impact on the things that matter most to all of us on the earth. Um, I really believe that when we all put our own unique gifts uh, forward and we share them and we don't reserve them, that we together really can solve all these big problems that we face as a society. And geez, isn't life just so much more fun? So I'm just so grateful to you for taking that and, and taking your gifts as, you know, as preciously as I, as I think that they are for you. Today, we are going to continue our conversation that we've had already a couple episodes on, focused on integrity. We had one episode about what integrity is, why it matters, how to feel it in your body and use your body as an instrument to help you connect to what the path of integrity is for you. In the next episode, we talked about how to create clear, unarguable agreements that are high in integrity themselves. These are agreements where you have a whole body yes, as we discussed way back in episode 39, but also these are agreements that have specific attributes that make them easy to be accountable for, um, to talk about, to not be in drama around, and if needed, to renegotiate those agreements so that you can get back into integrity if, if there is a lapse in integrity. Now, integrity is a life-giving force. Integrity is what gives you a sense of aliveness and alignment when you're in integrity with yourself, you are vibrant and strong and whole, and you're open to receiving all of the good things that life is wanting to flow through you. So it matters. It matters a lot. Now, conversely, integrity breaches are one of the most destructive forces in organizations and teams and families. When we don't do what we say we'll do, when we create agreements that are vague and impossible to understand, 
ill-defined, low-integrity agreements. All of those things, those lead to lots and lots of drama. Now, why would we ever do such things? Why would we ever fall out of integrity? Well, usually it's because we were in drama to begin with. Uh, We make up a bunch of stories about people being victims, or we fail to really just own what is in our own unique zone of genius, and we fall into integrity breach. And this creates, you know, unhealthy forms of conflict and strife, and it takes up a lot of time and energy, and it's certainly not the most valuable use of your creative gifts. And this is why I care so much about integrity. So today I'm going to share with you one of my favorite tools. This is a useful tool to apply in all areas of your life. Okay, so this tool is called RC, A-R-C-I. And it's a slight twist on one that you might have heard of before from the world of consulting called RACI. The acronym stands for the same things, but I put the letters in a different order and there's a reason for that, which I'll explain in a moment. So RACI is a framework for understanding the structure of an agreement and how we're going to cooperate and coordinate action together in a social unit, meaning there is more than one individual here. And if you think about the nature of agreements in companies and nonprofits and organizations and government, this is one of the trickiest issues, right? Is, well, we don't really know who's supposed to be doing what. Or, you know, I thought you were doing it. I thought you were doing it. Uh, Nobody's doing it. Or everybody's doing it. And you're stepping on each other's toes and doing work twice that doesn't need to be done twice and perhaps going in different directions and building up a bunch of drama in the process. So I love, love, love this tool. RC stands for accountable, responsible, consulted, and informed. Those are the four categories of people who can fall into this this matrix called RC. And you can apply this to any agreement at all. You can apply it to how a team generally operates. You can apply it to a process. You can apply it to a project. You can apply it to achieving a specific goal. And you can apply it at all different layers. So often if I'm guiding a team through a process of defining, say, their annual company goals or we're doing OKRs for the quarter, then after we've got that defined, then we go into, okay, let's fill out that RC and let's figure out who's who's accountable, who's responsible, who's consulted, and who's informed. So I'm going to get into each of these categories of people, and I think you're going to start having some ahas right away about some muddled situations you may have ever been in at work or at home or in any place where you're trying to get something done with someone else. It's pretty remarkable. So the A is accountable. The accountable party. Here's where there's a rule. You're only allowed to have one person in the accountable column of this matrix. What accountable means is that's the individual who at the end of the day is accountable to the rest of the organization or to the rest of the people in that RC. They're accountable for the results, the intended and unintended results, both of the thing being implemented and any kind of accidental process related issues that come up along the way. They're accountable for it. They're accountable for relaying back. Here's an account of what happened. I'm going to tell you, like, did this thing that we agreed to do, did it actually happen or not? And at the end of the day, I am the one who, if I'm accountable, I am the one who needs to explain that to everybody else. Now, we all know 
then in reality, we can only ever hold ourselves accountable. Others can't hold me accountable if I don't think I'm accountable. And that's partly why this is such a valuable thing to define. So once I've raised my hand and I say, I will hold myself as accountable, you can also hold me as accountable and I am accountable for this project. I am the one person that at the end of the day, I'm accountable. That's really key. So then we don't have finger pointing. We're not wondering who's accountable. There's just that one person who's got to really kind of take some ownership. Now that's different from the person or persons who are signing up to actually do the work of fulfilling the agreement or getting it done. So the kind of execution or implementation action oriented column, that would be R that's responsible. And there, you can have a lot of people in that responsible column. Often there's a lot of people involved in executing on anything. I would say if you have way too many people in that column, you might want to break down your RC a little bit more fine grained and get clear on what are the different aspects or steps here so that, again, you can be really clear who's doing what. So responsible means I'm doing it. I'm getting it done. I am raising my hand and saying, I'm actually accountable to you guys and to myself for being the responsible party. I am the responsible party. I'm getting it done. Now, often you will have a person who is the accountable party and they also are responsible for some or all of the work, but it's not the same thing, right? So I could be accountable, which might mean I'm going to make sure it gets done and I'm going to delegate it. I'm going to outsource it. I am going to make sure that the project actually gets completed and that we relay that to those who need to know but I may or may not be actually boots on the ground getting it done. So this is a useful thing to know when you're kicking off any kind of project, that there's this distinction between accountable and responsible, because sometimes people are wary about raising their hand and saying, I'll be accountable because they think, well, I've got way too much on my plate to do that stuff. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it. That would be an assumption. So just get really clear on Where is the genuine willingness? What actually is aligned? What makes sense? Who should be accountable? Who should be responsible? And should that there be any shared sharedness in that in those positions? All right. Now that brings us to position number three, which is the C for consulted. The consulted are those who everybody else, those who are responsible, those who are accountable, they need to consult with those individuals, perhaps to get some advice, some feedback, some specific expertise or some insights or gather some data, whatever it is, they need to consult with them. But the consulted, they're not necessarily in charge of getting it done, nor are they the accountable party. Yes, they're accountable for everything that they do. They're accountable for the the counsel that they give, the consultation that they give, and, and, you know, how, how effective and true and all that, that their consult is, but they're not necessarily doing the stuff unless they're also in the R column, unless they're also listed as responsible. All right. So just to review, we've got the one person in accountable. They're saying I'm responsible for all of the results. I'm going to make sure that this thing happens and I'm going to give you an account of what it is. Then we have the R, responsible. They're executing, implementing, actually getting it done. There may be one of those R's who's also the A, who's also accountable, but the A person doesn't necessarily have to do the R. So you can consider those separate. Then there's the C, 
that one is consulted. They're bringing new information, expertise. Now, everybody upstream from them, the, the A's and the R's, they are responsible, accountable for doing that consultation. You can't move forward without that consultation. Again, here's where it's good to be really specific about what kind of consultation, when will it happen, who exactly in that column is going to do it. The more clear you can get on that, the better. The last category in the RC framework is I. I stands for informed. This is my favorite one to talk about. The I parties, that's the informed, right? So all that's needed with them is to let them know what's going on and what happened. Whatever it is that you're saying they need to be informed about. Key thing here is it doesn't mean that they're consulting. It doesn't mean that anybody upstream from them, the A's, the R's, and the C's, need to get their input per se, unless they are also in the C column. All right. So they're just informed, which means that you can move forward on the project and you can inform them at the time that makes the most sense. And it may be that you inform them after the thing got done. It may be that you inform them along the way. Get clear on what that means. Who are those stakeholders who need to be informed? Okay. Who needs to be informed about what and when and by what means? How does that need to happen? The common things I see in organizations where this tool is transformative, um, these are some common situations I see where agreements go haywire and, and chaos ensues. One is there's often a confusion, a, a confounding or like a collapsing of these last two, the C and the I. This is a complaint I hear a lot of times about the kind of those who are new to the workforce coming in and feeling like they are supposed to give advice on everything. And I think that's it's often not clear who is, you know, when 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 is being informed, are you actually asking for consultation or not? So there's often this confusion about am I consulting or am I in the informed class here? Which one of those two? So that's where some confusion can happen. And it's really useful just to let people know which which one they're in. Another piece of confusion I often see is people thinking that someone's responsible, but they only believe that they're responsible for consultation. So this is that typical thing. Well, this guy just walks in and he tells everyone what to do and how to do it, but he doesn't actually get anything done. Well, maybe that's maybe that's because he's in the C column. And that would sure be useful for everyone to know. And again, this is just all this is just one more break, further breakdown of clear agreements. It's one new lens for you to add to what it means to have a clear agreement in a team setting. Finally, I also see confusion between the A and the R. Again, I mentioned that before, that sometimes there's no accountable party or there's a, everyone, everyone thinks they're accountable and everyone wants to be that person who's at the end of the day going to get the credit for the results or is in charge of the results. Um, everyone gets credit for what, what they do. In my book, it's like you actually do something, you get some credit, but it's not the same thing. To be accountable is really, really different from being responsible. Again, you can be both, but it's very important to distinguish those two. So in my experience, this tool, I usually teach it fairly briefly, just as I taught it with you. I write it up on a big poster board. This is the one that makes the light bulbs go off and executive teams at very successful companies say, oh my gosh, we don't know who's accountable for what. 
this is such an easy, easy, easy tool. I've been referencing these columns. I usually put it in a spreadsheet and I've got my, the steps or aspects of a project or a process lifted on the, you know, in the rows on the left-hand side. And then I've got A-R-C-I going across the top. You can even do this for a job description. You know, in this job, you are accountable for this, responsible for this, consulting on this, and you're going to be informed about these things. That makes one's role really, really clear. And, and then it's very useful to know these things so that you're not having to kind of figure it out by reading the tea leaves all the time when you start to get a new job. So super useful tool, always easy to bring it in. Sometimes there's enough habit around something where you don't need to create an RC because it's the same RC every time. And when there is confusion or it seems like something might be going off with the project, it's useful to say, let's make an RC. Let's find, and let's even, what if we, what if we all filled out an RC at the same time and we see how much we are on or not on the same page about who goes in which column and do we even have all the stakeholders in here that need to be in here? Or do we have way too many? Lots of times that it can feel hard to get to that one singular A person because there's drama. Because there's drama of some kind, someone seeing someone as a victim or they're afraid of being a victim because someone else is a villain, they don't want to be blamed, or we'll both be accountable. I'm sorry, not if you hired me. <laughs> You're going to pick one. You're going to pick one because there's clarity. And being accountable doesn't mean that you need to be in trouble as long as you're operating in a way that's not drama-based. And that's what the whole rest of the show is all about. So you can go back and listen to lots of past episodes about drama, how to know you're in it, how to know if your team is in it, and how to shift out and what all the possibilities are when we actually get creative. So I love RC. It sounds like a geeky kind of tool. It sounds like a very like businessy consulting-ish tool. I noticed even as I was recording this, listening to myself and thinking like, I sound like a really productive person, but it's like, it's funny. It's just not, uh, if you, you know, if you really, really knew me, you'd know that things are pretty scattered around me a lot of the time. I think maybe that's why I like this tool so much. I think you will too. I've never seen it fail. I've never seen a team not take it on and spread it through the whole company and use it again and again and again. You're going to love it. We will be offering you some show notes on this so that you can get all of that broken down. Something very easy for you also to share with your teammates if you want a reminder please use it. Spread the word. If you haven't yet subscribed to the show, I'd love for you to subscribe. We are going to have further topics around leadership and leading through clear agreements and how to create integrity in organizations. And if you subscribe, you'll also be able to easily access the previous episodes that I referenced here today. Go and open your player right now. Hit subscribe. That's so, so helpful in helping others to find the show. It really helps us in pursuing our mission of helping each and every one of you really become the leaders of your own life as you already are, but to own it, to really own it and to be the creator of that which you want to create and which you are here to create. So I truly believe that you bring in your gifts and honoring them as much as I do is what we all need to do if we're going to pull together and address some of society's greatest challenges. So thank you so much for taking the time to learn something hopefully new and interesting and inspiring today. I really hope this brought you some clarity. Please do share and recommend this show to others. That is very helpful for getting the world kind of on the same page with you. And now you've got a team of champions that you can be in dialogue with about this stuff. I have so many exciting announcements coming up for you. 
around um, some programs, offerings, an event, and a community that we are kicking off soon. So if you haven't yet learned about those things, please go to Camille.com or AlloudPodcast.com where you can find out more. I can't wait to share that news once it's ready to go. So you can learn more about those programs at Camille.com slash yes. We will post everything new there as soon as it's hot off the presses and ready for you. All right. Thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful day and I'll see you next week.